This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is Sunbelt Commissioner Keith Gill, and I listen to the Fun Belt Podcast. If you didn't know before, now you know why they call this the Fun Belt. Very excited about the Sun Belt. You know, while other conferences have been breaking up, our conference has become stronger. The state of Sunbelt football is the strongest in our history. I saw Fun Belt Conference, and I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I got to join the show. It sounds a lot of fun. Welcome back to Fun Belt Sun. Uh, fun, I almost, Tibbs, I almost called it Fun Belt Suncast, but it's the Fun Belt Podcast. It's not the Sun Belt Suncast. Although maybe we should rebrand it as such. It's not a podcast. It's a suncast. Well, I mean, we are up for a national award from the fun, the, the uh, Sportscasters Podcast Awards in the independent category. Going up against some big guys, though, yeah. with some NFL Network guys sure. on three coverage. I've seen some but of those. Then there, but then there's three or four of us independent guys yeah. that we all got to support each other. That's right. You know what? We're, we're we're like Mike Oresco here. We're pulling for each other because only together can we be stronger. I am Jeremy Harper with HowRazor.com. He is Dusty Thibodeau from the Warhawk Report, missing today on his way back from Ohio after the Ohio State versus uh, James Madison women's NCAA game. Shane Metlin of the Daily News Report is out today, so we can make fun of Shane without consequence tibbs yeah and we have zero percent chance of pissing off a carolina based school (laughs) no uh, everybody who's listening can rest assured that there will be no insults hurled at any particular fan base except for the boobcats we'll we'll be happy to do that but i'm I'm gonna bring up something right away tibbs tibbs I'm, I'm, i'm just gonna you know you gotta eat your frogs first thing in the morning right and here's the frog that we gotta eat is this a TCU reference? <laughs> no, no, that you know, a horn frog's not a frog; it's a lizard. Anyway, you, know. you gotta eat your frogs first thing in the morning. And the frog we're gonna eat is that the Sun Belt really shit the bed in postseason play. Am I right, Tibbs? Am I overblowing it? Am I am I allowing my disappointment to color my judgment? No, I think that's fair. I mean, we we thought that the regular season was going to position us to pick up at least one postseason win. Yeah. And we did get one with Georgia Southern picking up a win in the women's invitational. The good old sea level there, Jeremy, without the (laughs) sea level title. Hey, listen, we don't we didn't get any other wins. I'm taking it. I'm happy. Thank you, ladies of uh of the Eagles. Thank you very much. But but let's be fair. I mean, I thought that the Cajuns played pretty well. I don't think that they played well enough to win, but they definitely had a good showing there against Tennessee. Tennessee moves on into the Sweet 16 after they downed Duke. So I think that the Cajuns would have possibly only been a one-and-done team anyway had they been able to pull off that win against the Volunteers. To me, though, the worst showing was that NIT bid 
of Southern Miss against UAB. UAB just blazed them. You know, you can look at Southern Miss and see how they performed in the Sun Belt uh, tournament. Saw that, you know, there were some weaknesses exposed. And maybe, you know, maybe they were playing well over their heads for the whole year. Or maybe this is this time that they just finally, you know, had a, a, a downside. But you're right. That game was very embarrassing. It was embarrassing for the Sun Belt. It was embarrassing for Southern Miss. It really should make us think, be a little bit more humble about Sun Belt basketball right now. But I will say this about that Tennessee-Louisiana game, Tibbs. Man, that was like a bumper car game. It was just people smacking into each other, losing possession, hitting bricks. <laughs> it was a crazy, ugly-ass game. And I thought it was kind of a game that skewed in Louisiana's favor because Louisiana's got some big bodies, especially with Brown out there. I thought maybe they can bang their way to a victory. It got close at the end, didn't work out. You know, normally, normal Jeremy would say, okay, well, Sunbelt did pretty well so, uh, again in that one game. Let's give them a break. But I'm kind of tired of that tack, Tibbs. I'm tired of being like, oh, hey, you played well. You didn't win. But hey, hey, you fought till the end. I'm tired of that. It's time to move on. Yeah, I mean, I, I did pick the Cajuns. So I was definitely hoping for the, the good old uh, Raging Cajun victory. It just didn't happen. But now we get to shift focus to baseball. Oh, no. Where oh, God, Sunbelt no. Conference action has kicked <laughs> off there. Yes, we are in the middle of conference action. I know because the Cajuns have swept my Red Wolves in efficient and inglorious fashion. Uh, I saw that Georgia State put a sweeping on Troy. What is up with that, Tibbs? Yeah, so getting back to your opening sweep there of the Raging Cajuns, Jackson Niza, I think is how you say his last name, a Florida State transfer. He took a perfect game into the seventh against yeah. your Red Wolves. Yeah, How sweet would that have been? No. I mean, what, what, when you're already playing for the sweep, you might no. as well go big and go home. No, I don't think so. No. Uh, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't subscribe to that. Sorry, Tibbs. You're just going to have to come up with another storyline because any team that defeats the Red Wolves, I don't care how spectacular it is, just makes me sad. So you're sad a lot. I am. I've been sad for about three years now. Only three years? How about 40-plus, Jeremy? How about 40-plus? <laughs> We've had some times. We've had our moments. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the Warhawks. Yes, yes, yes. You should probably be in a clinical state of depression right now. But all right, but who's doing well right now? We, with the, we got sweeps from Louisiana. We got sweeps from Georgia State. Who else is out there kicking ass, Tibbs? Yeah, that Georgia State game, huge. Troy actually entered the weekend with the number eight RPI and yes. fell like a rock. What After the that hell? sweep, Texas State, Southern Miss, great matchup straight out of the gates. Texas State claims the series two to one after an eight to five Sunday win. People didn't like uh, uh, Zeke Wood on Saturday, giving a little Mr. Chow to I, I, the Eagles. I, I believe that's the old whack off and spray single that they that he did there. I saw that. You know, it was funny. They had the video, and the video was like, oh, this was preposterous how dare he do this and it took me a while to even figure out what happened and i was like oh that is kind of gross that's pretty juvenile what do you you know what do you what do you stand on that tibbs i know that if you're in like a rivalry game which i guess that was kind of even though southern miss new to the conference it felt felt like a rivalry game 
Is that is that an appropriate move for a pitcher to do? I like it. I, I, I mean, I, I think that baseball is definitely a mental sport where mm-hmm. you've got to have the advantage to get in the batter, get in the pitcher's head as much as you possibly can. You look at a place, say, like Texas A&M, where they start counting the number of balls that you've thrown consecutively in, in, in chanting, it messes yeah. with the pitcher. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I think that you really got to uh, play the mind game. I see that. Hey, slightly off topic. What is the sort of fu jester that you really hate right now i think it's going to be curbed with okay. the whole pitch clock thing but the whole cat and mouse of i'm going to step off the mound then you got to step out of the box uh, then i got to step off the mound yeah i i always hated that way more yeah. than i could ever emphasize or relay of how much i hated that see i i hear what you're saying that's not quite what i was asking though I was asking more like, you know how when a basketball player makes a big three and he does that baby cradle thing? Mm-hmm. Or remember the big balls gesture that I forget which basketball player did, like Cat Cassell or somebody used to do, where he'd make a big play and he'd walk around stooped over, carrying his big balls down the court. Do you remember those? Yeah, to a degree. Veins, put the ice in my veins thing. Yeah. I don't like any yeah. of them. I don't really care. Uh, I, I I like the mental aspect of it. So talk your trash, get in their heads, and ensure that your team has the advantage every which way. Maybe I just wish there was a bigger menu of gestures. Because right now, you know, like the baby cradle one, for instance, seems to be what used way too much. Like, I get it. You can't handle it. But or the archer. The, I, I, yeah, the archer. I've seen a lot of that. The ice in the veins seems to have run its course. I don't see that so much, you know, and that's pretty good. But uh, yeah, the the whack off and spray all over the opposing fan base. That's pretty hardcore from Texas Bobcats, man. When when you're owning your opponent, you can do whatever you want. I guess and, so. And, and, and if you don't like it, be better. You know what? I, that is a stance that I take, Tibbs. If you don't want to be trapped, like remember when, uh, like, I forget what fan base it was, but one fan base planted a flag in the middle of the football field of the opposing stadium. I think it was uh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Everybody was all outraged. How dare you? I'm like, you just beat the guys. Then they won't do that to you. (laughs) You got to absorb all the, you got to absorb all the smoke when, when you lose. That's just part of it. I, I still remember uh, Terry Bowden of his Auburn days. They were pounding FCS or one double A opponent, UT Chattanooga, a guy <laughs> that was not even on the roster broke free and late in the fourth quarter for like a 70 yard touchdown. And people asked him after the game, Hey, you know, do, do you think you ran at the score? He goes, no. So you want me to tell a kid that will probably never touch the field at Jordan Hare stadium again, to to just lay down and, and not score. No. <laughs> run, baby, run. I you know what? I do like every now and then I'll see like some outlandish high school girls basketball game that was a hundred to five. And to me, that's blowing up the score. There's no really reason to do that. But yeah, if if you're even trying not to blow up the score, putting in some kid that's not even on the roster to score a touchdown, what else can you do, Tibbs? <laughs> it's not like you're putting the A crew out there. 
<laughs> run the offense. Just run the offense. And really, it's just kind of insulting to the other team if you don't put your best out there, right? Like, you know, when you're getting run ruled and they have like a, a clock that uh, like a uh, what do you call a running clock at the end of the game. That's just embarrassing. That's saying you can't even handle yourself. <laughs> That's like the bo- the referee stopping the fight. You can't do it anymore, bud. You can't defend yourself. Unfortunately, I've been a part of, of, of a lot of those uh, running clocks. Oh, yeah, sure. Me too. <laughs> Last thing on... Okay, okay, La- go ahead, please. We're going to cover up baseball, right? Go ahead. Yeah. Last thing I have on baseball, ODU gets a sweep at ULM, leading the conference with a 344 batting average ending the season, and they didn't disappoint, hammering out seven, 15, and nine win, uh, runs, rather, in the sweep. ODU was that team last season that kind of got snubbed, right? Didn't make the yeah. postseason. Yeah. They, yeah. they got bumped for Ole Miss. Might be on a revenge tour. You know, like when you get divorced and you hit the gym and you get that rocking body and you buy the sports car, that might be going on with ODU right now. Revenge yeah, I've never tour. been divorced. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've heard about it. Me too. I'm a loyal uh, married man. Yeah. Going to be, by the way, my anniversary is tomorrow. 24 years of wedding bliss. Congratulations. Thank you. Helen. Later this year will be 23 for me. Oh, wow. Okay. So we're long timers, man. We're pros. Yeah. We know yeah, what it takes to make the ladies happy. <laughs> or, or, or content enough to not leave us. <laughs> That's right. I always have to put down like a bullet point list of things to keep her with me. So she can review them and go, all right, well. Guess we'll do that. But anyway, have you been watching the NCAA tournament? I have. Uh, yeah. as, as much as I possibly can with the, the travels and also the some of us, Jeremy, have to work for a living during the week. And so I did not get to watch all day Thursday and Friday yeah. mm-hmm. as much as I would like. Yeah, I work from home. So it makes it easy for me to sort of sneak over to the TV laptop in my, my lap and sort of watch these games. And I actually have been... Pretty entertained. I always listen. I fill out a bracket like a lot of people, and I fill it out, you know, as smartly as I can. But even if it hurts my bracket, I will root for the underdog, like anytime. Like fairly Dickinson ruining everybody's brackets, great, loved it. Furman winning, terrific. Princeton winning two now, outstanding. I will take those victories and have them disrupt my bracket. And just have the joy of them beating these blue blood programs any day of the week, Tibbs. Are you with me on this? Most definitely. I love the underdog, especially <laughs> when it comes to March Madness. Yes. Uh, bracket be damned. Uh, if, if you got a double digit, especially, I am pulling hard for you. Yeah. And it's been kind of outstanding basketball. And, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, how great is that Fairleigh Dickinson, though? They didn't even win their conference tournament because oh. the other team was ineligible to advance. So they got the automatic bid, and now one of two ever 16 seeds to win a game. Absolutely outstanding. The, From what I understood, the shortest team in the field, playing against statistically the tallest team in the field. And those giants didn't know what to do with those guys. It was like, oh my God, they're too small. We can't get them. That seven foot four center that they got at Purdue seemed helpless. Could not get a rebound. It's just awesome to see something like that happen. Now you'll hear some ground. Oh, well, you know, 
everybody wants to see the big wigs play. I think it sucks that these number ones are out. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Pull for these these other teams, these teams that will never get the TV contracts, these teams that will never get the fancy uh, uh, sports merchandise contracts. Give these guys their due when they come out and put on their big boy pants and stomp these blue bloods. I am all for that. Now, is Princeton a blue blood? Uh, <laughs> uh, sure. I mean, you're technically a non-scholarship player. You're there just because you're super smart and no athletic uh, scholarships are awarded. Does that make them blue blood? Mm, maybe. Let me tell you something about Princeton. You know how many times they've been to the Sweet 16? Uh, I believe a win on Sunday would make it twice. Seven times they've been to the Sweet 16. Good for them. <laughs> but a lot of that was like like in the sixth, like the first time they went was in the 60s. And then they had some times in the 70s. I think maybe in the 80s they went back. But yeah, the Ivy League going into the Sweet 16? That's pretty good. You're right. These wait, are they non-scholarship players? Do you know that for sure? I believe yes, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. I, you know, I I just assumed that that uh, that they had division one. I know like if you go to Rhodes College in, in Memphis, that's non-scholarship. They'll find an academic scholarship for you and they'll kind of say it's your sports scholarship. So there are ways, kind of ways around that. But yeah, so who do you, who's your new guy? Who's your team? Who's the team that you're riding right now? I know that we haven't quite finished the field of 16 yet. Several games going on tonight. What you got? You know, I, I definitely got to cheer for the 16 of Fairleigh Dickinson. I mean, I think that's kind of a given. Um, the other team that I really like, Xavier, they're out of Cincinnati. Wow. I also like Arkansas. I think Arkansas has really finally returned to the, the Arkansas of old that we've seen in the past. And then how can you how can you not cheer for Gonzaga? I mean, they're they are mid major, right? No, they're really not. But you know, we'll, we'll still claim them since they're winning. Here's my thing about Gonzaga. I keep waiting for the ship to sail on Gonzaga. And now they've been like a perennial grade eight, sweet 16, even final four team. Like what now for a decade now? Maybe yeah. more? <laughs> you know, like Wichita State seemed like one of those programs that could kind of fill that role as sort of the outlander program that kind of makes it. But they faded away. UNLV back in the uh, 90s seemed like one of those programs that would have that long time. They didn't. Gonzaga comes in. You think, oh, you know, they might have a couple of years. My God, long-lasting powerhouse. How how do you become that team? How do you do that? I think it's I think it's uh, once you get the ball rolling, it's a hard hard machine to stop. And you know they had what that initial year where they were an elite eight team, and, and that really just gained the momentum. Yeah. I think it's interesting already. Uh, somebody had put out on Twitter where they talked about uh, UMBC, uh, who was the other sixteen to get the win. Absolutely. The percentage of applications and enrollment <laughs> and interest in the programs when they won that that first ever sixteen over one game, I think this is is where you see that athletics is the true front porch of the university and where it pays off that investment to it. Now, I I I, I don't discount it and, and don't envy 
the presidents that have to find that balance of funding between the athletics and academic side. But I really feel like there's enough money in athletics that if you invest there, you'll get your fair share in academics. I, I agree. You know, it might be when you're in Gonzaga, for instance, and you got a player that's say, well, I'm thinking about going to UCLA, for instance. All right. UCLA, great basketball history, great basketball uh, school, and Gonzaga's there. If you're Gonzaga, you can say, listen, you can go to UCLA and they'll have a baseball team. They'll have a basketball, a women's great women's ba- or uh, I'm sorry, uh, football out there. They have all this other stuff and you'll be just a guy on campus. Or you can come to Gonzaga where we compete for a national title in basketball every year. And we're the only game in town. There's not a football team that's going to take your thunder or some sort of, uh, you know, like a hockey team or anything like that. You are the man. I think that's a pretty big selling point. Sure. I mean, you, you look at Alabama. Yeah. You know, I, I think kind of a bad example this year where they have a good basketball team <laughs> that over half the nation has picked as a, as a national title for that for basketball. But, you know, if you're Nick Saban, what's, what's your real selling point? That, mm-hmm. you know, you come here, you're going to make it to the NFL, you're going to make your millions of dollars probably here and whenever you sign a, that NFL contract. Yeah. Um, it, it's an easy sell. And, and, and I think that's kind of where Gonzaga has really made it and where I really think that a lot of us in the mid-major want to try to make it. Maybe not necessarily with all of the notoriety there that they have, but even just a glimpse of it. Yeah, absolutely. And Alabama doing a really good job in, in the in – the, you know, think of Alabama as a basketball school. But, man, I've seen them in action. They certainly look like a basketball school. Those guys are grown men out there. So – let me add, let, let's turn the wheel a little bit here. How's the Fun Belt PC bracket looking? Well, the last I saw, mm-hmm. the man who we are not going to name. I think we got to name him. No, we're not going to name him. All right. We still cannot inflate his ego, even though he is not here among us. All we can say about this guy is that it would be a real insult to certain fan bases to see his his name on top of the list but yeah he's done incredibly well but pulling it up as we speak as we enter the nightcap of the sunday night games he's fallen to fifth so shane metlin he's human like the rest of us Uh, where are you tibbs yeah i i I don't really uh care to brag about um yeah that's where i am i want to hear it i I, I am channeling my inner Michael Jordan All right. and, and currently sit 23rd in the standings. All right. And and then where is strong Jeremy, strong team, whatever I called myself? Um, yeah, it looks like they kicked you out of the bracket altogether. <laughs> I was 13th just a few hours ago. I don't you know. You're now 12th, but you do have Purdue as your national title. I do. I, I picked Purdue. And I don't know why I picked Purdue. Let me tell you something about the Big Ten. The Big Ten is going to break your heart every damn time you pick them. Every time. I don't know why. I looked at Purdue. I saw that seven ten that seven foot four center, and I thought that these guys are going to rumble through. I should have known when UALR beat Purdue like four or five years ago in the tournament. I should have known Purdue has a history of of, of pooping the bed, and there they went. They pooped the bed. Just know that we will all finish better than Kara Ritchie 
who did not submit her picks and nope. is dead last in <laughs> the standings. Kara Ritchie. You know, we did get a pretty good list of people in the in the bracket, and it was fun. You know, you know who I invited, by the way, personally invited? I'll give you a list of people who didn't respond. Jillian Anderson from X-Files fame, I invited. She did not respond. Jose Canseco, he used to play for the Athletics. I don't know if you remember him. Invited him. He did not respond. Rudy Giuliani, former Trump attorney, did not respond. But you know who did respond? Who did? Phil Steele. <laughs> Our buddy. I saw he that did. on Twitter. and He's like, dude, I don't know anything about basketball. He admitted. I was like, I was pretty much like, well, most of us don't. But uh, it was nice of him to at least, you know, respond. I thought that was good. I, I asked Zeke Elliott to join because he's no longer with the Cowboys. He's got some free time. Well, didn't, didn't hear from him either. It's kind of disappointing. But regardless, we have a pretty good, we have a pretty stout uh, group, I think. Pretty good group. We have a good group. And we yeah. talked earlier about baseball. Yeah. Softball also. Mm. Rolling along in yeah. Sunbelt Conference. Three undefeated teams. All right. Marshall. Uh huh. Your Raging Cajuns. Yeah. South Alabama. Ooh. Winless teams. Georgia State, Southern Miss, App State, and Arkansas State. Uh, mm. <laughs> that's very cute because we don't we don't have a team. That's that's kind of what you're implying, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and we're still waiting on that to happen. So you may or may not have noticed, Tibbs, because uh, you've been in Guatemala, uh, that Arkansas State has fired its head basketball coach, Mike Bellotto, and is currently seeking a new head coach for the men's program. I did see that. I, I saw also that Georgia Southern. Yeah has hired a coach after they fired Berg in the postseason, hired the Alabama assistant um, for taking over the Eagles program. Oh, who did they get? Charlie Henry is their next head coach. Charlie Young guy. Henry. Don't know Charlie Henry. You know what's funny, though, is that Arkansas State is also looking possibly at a Alabama assistant. You know, the new uh, athletic director for Arkansas State, Jeff Purinton, he came from Alabama. And now the leading contender for that job is Brian Hodgson. Hodgson. Brian Hodgson. So I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Maybe we'll have a couple of athlete, of, of Alabama guys come in. But no guess, movement yet, though, on the women's side as South Alabama ULM on the market for new coaches. Yeah, I wonder if that's a little more of a difficult hire. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would think that that's going to be a tougher hire uh, to fill those shoes. Um, and, and I mean that in that it's a tough place to win. Mm -hmm. uh, probably not the best pay that's on par with your peers. Yeah and still expected to compete at least at a 500 level. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to me, basketball hires are the hardest anyway, because the, the, there are so many coaches out there, but 
you don't know what the they're you know who wants to go who's really good who's up and coming who's getting paid too much that's it's just a big it would be a big job to find that guy so i guess we'll just have to see but anyway everybody's kind of i'm not gonna say everybody's just thrilled that bolano's gone i think most people are pretty relieved pretty happy it was six seasons of not really going anywhere. Six seasons of having some pretty good players, but not a whole lot of wins. So uh, I guess we'll see how that works out. So Jeremy, short sweep. We yeah. wrap up the NCAA tournament. The the lack of wins for the Sunbelt Conference. Baseball off to a good start for some, not for others. Softball, same way. Sure. But now we talk plugs, promos, and parting shots. And really, that's the segment everybody likes, right? I mean, that's what they I come think so. to. Mostly because they know that the show's about to end when they hear that. Yes, yeah, so like thank God our misery has coming to a close. We can finally move on with our lives. Debs, why don't you go off? Why don't you be the guy? Come on, who's the first? What's what's our first party shot plug or promo? You know, I, I alluded to it earlier. All I right. think that now that we're in March Madness and having success from the high seeds with Princeton a 15 seed, Fairleigh Dickinson a 16 seed. Sure. This is it. This is the shining moment for us in the mid-major part and in athletics as a whole to show where if you make the investment, even a little bit of an investment, you're going to get a huge payback on the academic side and beyond to justify that increase. And I I really hope that Fairleigh Dickinson can really capitalize on this. I know that uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore County did when they became the first ever 16 seed to win. And there's still a great follow on Twitter. So you got to make sure you follow it. I do as well. But my, my, my hope is that we can have a Sunbelt team that can get not just one, but even two wins into the NCAA tournament next year. You know, that's a good goal. And you know, what's a modest goal. And, and when you see some of these other teams, some of these small programs coming in and getting their wins, it, 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 we shouldn't be able – we should look at that and go, these goals are attainable. All we have to do is put a little focus on our teams, and it's going to happen. If Shane Metlin were here, I think he would agree with us, Tibbs, that the Sun Belt has the ingredients. We've got the ingredients. We've got all the, 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 the fixings to become a basketball program. It just has to start happening. We start. We gotta set the the oven to bake and make it happen. By the way, you like one shining moment, Shane? Shane Tibbs. Uh, yeah, some years. <laughs> you know what? I think that we should replace one shining moment with plugged promos and parting shots. No, that would be wow. That would be an excellent idea. But no, that's not what I was thinking. I was thinking. Have you do you have you ever watched Bloodsport with uh with uh Jean-Claude Van Damme and strangely enough Forrest Whitaker? I can't say that I have. Well, it, Bloodsport is about it's it, John uh, Van Damme plays a guy named Frank Dukes who competes in something called the Kumite. And the Kumite is like this underground karate tournament where it's like no holds barred, right? People get killed in it. It's no, it's illegal and all this stuff, right? But it's the Kumite. So, because it's a movie that was produced in the 1980s, there is a song about the Kumite in the in the movie itself. 
and it goes kumate 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 you can fight to survive kumate kumate i think it would be a perfect song for the ncaa tournament well it was a good run while we were up for a national award and, and our three <laughs> listeners that we have every week i i, I apologize for jeremy's kumate kumate i'm telling you you go ahead, you, you go on to Apple Music, you download this song, and it will become the song of your life. But that's not even my parting shot, or, or plug, or promo. That was just bonus for you, Tibbs. shot is at first it was i was gonna talk a little bit about the indoctrination of college kids and i'm not talking about politically i'm talking about college sports kids thinking that nobody believes in them you know like when when georgia kid comes out and says yeah we do the we we do the most with with barely nothing you know i i I get a little tired of those guys because they drive me crazy but i thought that's not a good party shot how about this Here's a parting shot that's a little more dear, near and dear to my heart. Last year, we had two guys transfer from Arkansas State University, a guy named Desi Sills, who went to uh, Kansas State, and a guy named Norchad Omir, who went to Miami. And now both of those guys, now Miami doesn't play until later tonight, but both those guys uh, are on the cusp of both being in the Sweet 16. Sills made it this afternoon with his team beating Kentucky. Miami plays Indiana tonight. That'll be a great game. Wouldn't be surprised to see Miami move forward. And for Arkansas State fans, that is something that we we call what might have been. If only those guys had stuck around. Would, would Arkansas State's fortunes be any different? Probably. We'd probably be a better team. Would we have gone to the NCAA tournament, let alone win a game in the, in the tournament? I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. But man, it hurts to see these guys that you watched on the court and they wore your colors and then they move on and they get better. And that's an indictment, not on them. Those kids, good for those kids. They got the NIL money, the playing time, the prestige, the the lights, that's great. They did what they're supposed to do. It's on us, Arkansas State. We should be able to hold on to those kids and turn them into stars just as well as anybody else. And that's how I'm going to close. That's my parting shot, Tibbs. Uh, two out of ten stars would not recommend. <laughs> Stick my
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.